This is an event that they love and that they support. They get behind it. We have a local contractor, Evan Hall, who, when I first told Evan about the plunge, he said, absolutely not. And now he has his entire family there. So the exposure that we're getting uh, draws people from great distances. But I think more importantly, like Wes says, it empowers local people to do something that's good. You know, earlier, Wes brought up the fact that you're out there in the water, up to your waist, you got the megaphone, and you give them the, what do you, what do you say? On your mark, it said go? What is the actual starting command? Well, because, more or less. Be, be, pretty much. Because no one's going to be on the beach after for thank yous, you thank everybody ahead of time. And then when you're in the water, you're saying, I, you know, your quick thank yous. You say, here's what we're going to do. This is 13th annual, da 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 on a, on, we're going to count down from 10 and let's go. And then as I'm in the water, I'm walking out and the crowd is chanting the number and the horn goes off and people go in and 45 minutes later, we're locking the door. Well, where I'm going with that is that, yes, I've seen you up to your waist in the water. How long are you actually half submerged in the water? And while you're doing all that, are you getting some kind of frostbite on your lower extremities he said knowingly um <laughs> like <laughs> like, little, like little, a little in jokes smitty that was for you <laughs> <laughs> um no it's not that i'm only in there for a minute and i mean and and i mean wes and the rugby guys also do ice baths throughout throughout the season so this is this is nothing new for them um the only thing I really recommend is wearing shoes, an old pair of shoes. Everything else is extra. You wear an old pair of shoes. Like, I mean, when I go in the water, because I, I plunge every year, um, I clean up the beach and make sure that we're all set. I don't change. I just have on a pair of shoes that, and, a, and a wet outfit, and it's fine. It's fine. So, Wes, between this icy plunge or a Monday, Wednesday, Eastern Connecticut rugby conditioning practice, you did the plunge last year, which is worse. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> or are they tied? Well, I was going to say, at least at least for the plunge, I could say, hey, you know, it was for a good cause. But if I just had to do that every day, I'd take the conditioning. That, that's, it's a shock. It is a, just a shock every time. Ray, going back to all the things that the amazing rugby team at ECSU gives back to the community. I never asked you this before, but I'm going to bring up something that – I think it's important. Do the higher-ups at Eastern notice, do they appreciate what their team, what the team at this school is giving back to this community? We've, we've been very fortunate with, with uh, administration at, at Eastern. You know, yeah, we're giving back, but, I mean, these, these are, by and large, tremendous people. They're, they're in education because they want to be in education. They're working with kids because, by and large, they want to work with kids. We have all-stars, uh, Chris Ambrosio, uh, Michelle Delaney, uh, Dr. Nunez, uh, retired Ken Bedini, retired Jim LaMonaco, retired Steve Nelson. These people still show up at the plunge, and they're, they're law, Eric Germain. These people are, are th this is not part of their job, but they're choosing to be involved with it. And uh, the support that we've received is overwhelming. Well, part two to my question is, does this generate any interest or possibility? I talked earlier about this is not an intercollegiate program. Is there talk about making Eastern men's rugby an intercollegiate program like basketball, like soccer, like baseball, softball, things like that? 
And I do recognize, I understand the politics of this, that if you add a men's team, you have to also add a women's team. You've got to get the numbers equal, Title IX and things like that. But that's down the road. Is there a possibility that somewhere down the road, and I think that the rugby team over the years has certainly done enough to warrant the interest in this, to make this an intercollegiate team? Is that talked about? My hope is no. My hope is no, and my hope is no for the very simple reason that I don't think we'd be able to do what we're doing if it was intercollegiate. The amount of activity that we have, that we're interacting with each other. Um, we are well supported at the university as it is. NCAA does not recognize rugby, and I'm grateful because I think everything that they put their hand to has been changed into a dollar sign. And so let's keep rugby clean. Um, it, 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 it is a good, pure, clean sport. It's the hardest sport there is to do, in, I believe, in the world other than maybe cage boxing. Um, and so as far as being recognized, I think we're fine just the way we are. Wes, Wes Bazell is the uh, captain of Eastern Connecticut State University Rugby. What's, what's your hometown? I'm from Milford, Connecticut. And what was the interest in the first place of you coming to romantic Willimantic to Eastern. <laughs> By the way, is Milford romantic? <laughs> uh, Sometimes. Yeah, I guess I'd probably put it on the same scale as Willimantic. I don't know. Um, <laughs> what's it called? Um, so why'd you come here? Was it for basically, rugby? Uh, no, I didn't even... Yeah, had you never heard of rugby hooked? ever. Um, that, that, by the way, that is something I've learned over the years, Eastern Rugby. A lot of the people have never played rugby in high school, yeah, most, and they come here and most. they wind up being good players. Very yeah. Good, yeah. I actually, I came from football in Milford. I played all four years, and then COVID came, so obviously I didn't really play. Four, four in high school? Yeah, four in high school, yep. Yeah. Um, so I got here, and uh, I actually had joined days after the plunge that year. So that was two years ago. I had joined days after, so I didn't get to do it that that first time. That would have been my first time, but I, uh, I was I just knew I hadn't been doing much. I wanted to just film my my time freshman year, so I went to the club fair just to see if there was something I could I could join up at. And uh, the current captains at the time, and another guy who was like I'm really tight with now. He's our scrum half, Evan. They were all there. They just saw me from across the room, and they were like, "Hey, come here, dude!" And they were just like, "Dude." Come to one practice, and if you hate it, then we'll never talk to you again. And if you like it, then stay. And that was it. That's that. Was, that was the first time I joined. I shook Ray's hand, introduced myself, and that's it. I I, I never stopped showing up. By the way, you're foreign high in Milford, and I'm a Trumbull high grad. Really, right off the road from <laughs> Milford. What's your major at Eastern? Uh, business admin with uh, management. And what do you think you'll be doing in ten years if you're not playing rugby somewhere? <sighs> wow. That's a good question. Um, probably uh, well, something about something. that field floats your boat. <laughs> I mean, I, I would like to be in like a venue or something, you know, or like a like a stadium, like some sort of sports. I don't know, work behind the scenes, management, maybe. I don't know, some, throw some marketing in there. I don't know. That all sounds cool to me. Cool. <laughs> That's a good word given the topic of the day. The 13th annual Olga Isis Plunge for Hunger to benefit the Covenant Soup Kitchen. Ray, in general, soup kitchens had uh, some difficult times of late. We've done programs on that with you and others talking about the money and the goods and services they need. Has it helped? Where do things stand right now with the Covenant Soup Kitchen? I mean, uh, <clears throat> thank you. I, I think a lot of this is the fact that we're putting out a product every day. Every day it's meal. It doesn't matter if it's 
if our donations are big or our donations are small, uh, what's coming in the door, what's not. We have to serve a meal, and we haven't missed a meal for years and years. We didn't miss a meal during COVID, and I know I say that a lot, but I think that that's a, that's a defining moment for the soup kitchen, the fact that when the going got tough, we buckled in and we actually expanded our services. Like today, today there's a truck coming at 9.15 with 10,000 pounds worth of food, and there's not enough volunteers to unload that 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 truck so if you're at home and you're looking for something to do to help out our community show up at covenant soup kitchen a little bit after nine o'clock and we would love for you to be there and help unload this truck um soup kitchen does amazing work and it's not just it's not so much just the food that's being served it's the manner in which that food is being served uh, the ability to feed the person as opposed to just feed the mouth um if you feed the person you're going to win every time if you're just feeding the mouth, you're going to only work. It's only going to happen. It's only going to win for a little while. Now, Wes, I'm sure you've been to the Covenant Soup Kitchen more than once. Just your impressions on the whole operation. I mean, it's it's great. I uh, <clears throat> probably my favorite moment last year. We did uh, the handing out toys to kids there. Yep. That was that was so much fun. There was a lot of alumni there. Um, we all just were just. Like an assembly line, we all you dressed, dressed up. Dressed as a big duck, right? Yeah, I, no, not a duck. I think you? I was, I was probably Rudolph or something. I don't know. We had Rudolph. Some, yeah, yeah, it was right around Christmas. We were all dressed up with like you know the the big onesie with like a Christmas tree or whatever. But uh, Bean was the tree. Whatever. Yeah. Either way. <laughs> um, no, it's just great. It's a great dynamic there. All, all the people I've met that that help out the director, as Ray was talking about before, they're all just super nice, and they just make you feel at home there. And it also just makes you feel good, makes you feel warm inside, you know, helping out these people. Speaking of dressing up, a week from tomorrow at the Natchaug River, have you got your outfit lined up? Do you know how you're going to dress? It was sort of spur of the moment last year. you got time to plan. Now you know what it is. What, what are you going to be? See, the, the funny thing is, is I am... Well, first of all, I'm not going to tell you, but <laughs> <laughs> if you uh, hey, maybe, if you show up Saturday, maybe off air. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, truthfully, I don't know. I'm, I'm I might go with another spur in the moment thing, to be honest with you, because I have a couple in my mind lined up, but I uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that one inside for now. I'll, I'll let you find out on <laughs> on the third. <laughs> All right, Ray, tell people how they can join in on the 13th annual Olga Isis Plunge for Hunger, and they, too, can jump in the Natchog River in February. That's right. Let's let's make sure it's by word of mouth as well. You know, spread this to your friends and families and enemies and anyone. Go to CovenantSoupKitchen.org, download a pledge sheet, or donate right online. Look for the polar bear and the donate button, and support uh, support the best cause that there is. And it's a great event. A lot of people come out. It's fun. Pretty much goes on rain or shine, unless it's 50 below zero. Which and then we'll move it a day. It'll be 50 above the next day. It's the Plunge for Hunger. It's coming up a week from tomorrow. That would be February the 2nd, Saturday. Ray Aramini and Wes Bazell from the rugby team at Eastern Connecticut State University join us this morning on WILI.